Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and introducing the Yoda to my Annie Pen Sky Blue Walker, <laughs> Mr. Brad Dowdy. Stretching it out there. Really trying <laughs> the best that I can. That was good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> So how's things going? Really good, sir. How are you? Very good. Very good. Glad we got to record on a, a Tuesday this week, which is our, our normal day, of course, because uh, both you and I had a busy, busy weekend. Yes. Yeah, very busy. I mean, I have lots, but let's start with you. All right. We have lots to talk about this week. So we wanted to, we were going to talk about sort of the process of comments and updates on Kickstarter. We mentioned, I don't know if you want to talk about that, or maybe we saved that, and maybe we just talk about how knock is going on what well, do you want I, to do we can cover we can cover it real quick it's okay. it's pretty it's a pretty easy topic i mean we said we'd do it we said we'd do it last week and there's there's really not too much to say um you know with the 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 kickstarter project's going really great we're just a tick under 49,000 in what a little over a week so 8 days i guess so that's obviously exceeded any expectations Jeff and I had. You've done all right, I guess. Yeah, well, it's done all right. It's done all right. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's like now we're getting greedy. It's like, why isn't, mo- why isn't it moving more? You know, you get spoiled there in the beginning. Yeah. It's like the beginning was great. And it's like, oh, this is going great. Then it, then when it just kind of went gangbusters so much, it was like, you know, we're starting to sweat a little bit. It's like, are we ready for this? Are we prepared for this? And then once it kind of settled down and, you know, as the days go on, you know, and we've done some planning on the back end, we're like, yeah, okay, this is good. This is, this is right there. We can handle this. You know, ship dates are good. Everything's tight. So we're, uh, we're, we're doing good and, uh, we're working on some stuff on the back end. Maybe, um, we can announce next week if we're if we're done or, or how we're going to handle it, but we're going to try to get an early start on production. So we'll have more news on that as we get everything finalized. But the uh, the ball is rolling, if you will, to kind of kind of get us a head start to where um, we'll be in good shape for fulfillment in January, just as we promised. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, just. Um, a quick word on the comments and the updates. It's never having run a Kickstarter project before. I didn't know what to expect with the comments and the messages and just the quantity of stuff going on there. And, you know, the first two or three days, it was just like, you know, machine gun, you know, in the inbox. It was just constant, just message. You have a new message, 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 comment, comment, comment. And I like to try to... I try my best, and Jeffrey does the same, to respond to everyone. I don't want to leave anyone hanging. Um, so I think we've done a good job at that. The comment section um, is a great place if you have any questions, just general questions about the product, you know, specs, designs, colors, plans, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we're in and out of the comment section all day. And then, you know, you can also send us a, a direct message if you have more of a um, – specific question related to you know your pledge level or or something like that and trying to figure out when to do the updates the updates are interesting because the up doing an update a, um, a creator update allows me or Jeffrey to basically send an email out to everyone who's back the project 
and I want to be careful with that. You know, I don't want to have an update every day and start spamming people's mailboxes. So, you know, I've, I've just done, I guess I just did the third one this morning, I guess, just to kind of give an update on how the first week went. You know, we've got some reviews in on the, uh, the cases, which have been uh, real positive so far. And, you know, I wanted to share the link that we talked about on the last week's podcast where we went, where I went kind of in depth on just the whole project in general. So any of the backers yeah. who aren't necessarily familiar with that, which there are probably plenty um, who've just picked up on this, you know, through Kickstarter directly and, you know, not necessarily, you know, listen to the podcast or read my blog or anything like that. So they can go in and click the link, listen to the podcast and um, kind of get some more information on where this whole NotCo thing came from. So um, it's been real good so far. We've been able to keep up with all the messages and comments and updates. And um, it, it, honestly, it's going it's going along swimmingly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, we had we. I'm not gonna lie, we did have some panic moments last week. Going, oh my gosh, can we fill? You know, can we fulfill our shipping dates? But we're gonna be totally good, and um, we're gonna be even better if we uh, get an early start, which I'm 99.9% sure is gonna happen. So excellent. Hopefully, maybe by next week, I'll have more information on that. We're not, we don't have everything finalized yet, but. Um, you know, the the way Kickstarter works, and I think a lot of people are familiar with it, but for some people, it's their first first time backing it, so they don't know what to expect from us, you know, the project creators. What happens is when this project ends, like the minute it ends, that money doesn't get transferred into our bank account. It can take some time. So there's often a gap from when it ends to when the money is there for us to use to start purchasing materials, start purchasing equipment, start the manu- and that gets us starting the manufacturing process. So every every little delay backs up everything else. So we're trying to get ahead of the game um, using some of our own funds to get um, the machinery and equipment since it's obviously going to fund. Yeah, um, you can feel confident that even if you're dipping into maybe a savings account that you're right. going to be able to fill it back up again. Because the money, yeah, well, yeah, we'll be able to recoup recoup that directly because it's obviously the money's there. It's just it's going to be a while before we get our hands on it. But we want to go ahead and get started just for you know planning purposes and you just, and yeah. san- sanity purposes just to get everything get everything going. And I I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I just don't have all the details to share yet. But I will say that it, things are in progress I for guess you just getting need, that done. You just need to hope that Kickstarter or Amazon don't go bust in the next month. I know, right? I think then, you're okay. Yeah, I think we're all right. They seem they seem pretty on uh, solid ground. So we'll see. But um, hopefully, I'll, I'll have more to share on that next week. But yeah, that ball's rolling. We're gonna be in good shape, and um, yeah, hopefully, it'll just uh, keep on cranking. We're uh, we'd like to see uh, some bigger numbers at this point because we think we can handle it. Good. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come, you know, once we get this, once it does fulfill and, and the project, you know, closes and then we get all these shipped out and get all these in everyone's hands and then see, you know, the, the future's looking bright for NotCo. I'll say that. Good man. Yes, sir. Okay. What else have you got? Um, had a, uh, interesting fun very cool thing happened to me this weekend that 
you know, starting into the, the whole pen addiction thing, you don't think that these types of things exist. But as it turns out, um, they're quite prevalent around the country. I was honored to attend a meeting of the Southeast Pen Collectors Club. Man, that's so awesome. Just this. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't know a lot about this club, but my friend Mark Backus um, invited me to it. He's been involved in it for years. He's been president of it at one point in time. And he's explained to me this club's been around for 20 years. This isn't a this isn't a new thing. So it's been around for twenty plus years. It's based out of Atlanta. They meet at you know different members' house houses you know throughout you know the city and surrounding areas. And they happen to be in my town, which is Macon, um, this past weekend. So Mark had emailed me a month or two ago saying that they were coming. You know, would would I like to go with him? I was like, absolutely, I would. And um, fortunately, my schedule worked out to where I was able to attend it, and I had the best time. Um, I got, it was at one of the members houses and I'd actually met him at the Atlanta pen show the past two years. Name's Dan Lanford. Um, he, he's a, uh, kind of a vintage pen collector and repairer and things like that. So he's got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Parker 51s, Vacumatics, Esther Brooks, Pelicans. I don't you, you name it. The guy has everything. And I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second, but just the, the meeting in general, was very cool it's very it's very laid back you know it's um they don't necessarily don't really have a program or like an official you know timeline of events but it's basically just you know you meet with other like-minded folks um you discuss pins people bring some of their pins to share um you know you get to meet some people that you exchanged emails with like i met a nice lady and her husband michelle she'd emailed me before before the meeting and saying hey we're having this meeting i'm pretty sure it's near you and i said yeah i'm gonna be there actually so you know i got to meet some people that read the blog um got to meet some people that listen to the podcast there was a gentleman there named tom who said he's listened to every episode of the podcast so i told him he better listen this week because i was gonna i was gonna talk about him uh tom tom's a real nice guy he's a uh um computer science professor and he actually brought some pens that I got to check out you know as part of the part of the deal like I brought some of my pens for other other people to look at I didn't know what to bring you know I was talking to Mark and I was like well what do you bring do you bring anything he's like yeah just bring whatever you don't have to bring anything some people don't bring anything some people bring you know some pen to look at like Mark brought a bunch of his collection but I think he brought a lot of it to show me him and I met beforehand at Starbucks and he he bought brought some of the most drool worthy pens that I've seen in a while. He his collection, the stuff that he buys or collects or uses is a lot of the stuff that I like. Like he had some of the old um Mur- pilot Murexes, Pilot Mayus, um, a bunch of the old old sailors, you know, all these really like vintage Japanese pens. Um, he actually gave me a pen while I was there. I, I forget the name. I'm blanking on it. Um, he gave me a sailor. Um, he's got some, you know, just rare and unique items. And uh, it was fun sitting in, we were sitting in Starbucks, you know, going, we had his whole pen collection laid out on the table. And you know, like, we'd have a lady come up. It's like, Oh, I love pens. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just, it was interesting, interesting to see and interesting to go through his collection. That was fun. But, um, back to the meeting at Dan's house. So Dan is retired. He's been retired for like 10 years. And so he just, 
I guess just collects fountain pens and he has a whole workshop in his garage. Uh, I've got a couple images I need to share. They're still on my phone. I haven't, haven't posted them anywhere yet, but like I've got a couple images of his workshop and what was cool about his house. He's got his workshop set up. Then he has like a sunroom in his house. That's like the pen museum. He's got all the rare stuff. That's like his collection, like the stuff he doesn't sell. And so we got to go through that and seeing all this stuff is just fascinating. He's got, the way his collection's set up, I mean, it's it's basically on display in his house in a big room. I mean, well, I say big. It's probably five by eight, maybe, something like that, which is pretty sizable room for just pins and pin, you know, pin displays and things like that. And he has all this old collector stuff. Like if you see like an old Pelican display or an old Schaefer display, he would have like the display and then he'd have all the pins that were in the display originally. It wasn't just like some blank display. I was like, goodness gracious, how, what, (laughs) I don't even know how he came across all this stuff. So it was fascinating. But, um, I did get to try a couple of other, um, of the members pins there. And Tom had some really cool pins that I liked. One of them I had read about and had seen before, but never seen in person was a Mont Blanc Agatha Christie model. It was a limited model. I guess they came out a few with a few years ago and it's this really intricate intricately designed pen um i guess based on agatha christie's work and it's got this cool like snake clip and the design of the nib has this snake on the nib um it's it's pretty crazy looking you have to check it out we'll have it in the show notes um have you looked at this yet, Mike? I was just looking at it. Wow. Yeah, it takes a second to come up. Yeah, it does. But it's uh, like the snake has little jewels in its eyes. And I had seen this pen and heard about it before and knew it was kind of a, I don't know, a famous, a famous pen. But, you know, getting to uh, get one of those in your hands and use it for a minute and uh, just kind of look at it up close. That was that was pretty fun. Um. So Tom had that. He also had a uh, Pelican M800, which is a, you know, pretty easy to get a hold of pen, pretty standard pen, but it's a very, it's a, it's an expensive pen. And I, doing this, you get to see like, you know, I've started to get pen modifications for a lot of my nibs and using something like his Pelican, he's had it, um, He's had a stub nib. He's had it ground to a stub nib by by a gentleman named Pendleton Brown, who's also in the Atlanta area. He wasn't at this meeting. Um, But just getting to see, not only do you get to see the other pens that people use and other pens that you might have been interested or but are never able to get your hands on to test drive, going to a meeting like this, you get to test these things out, right? So you get to try out these pens that maybe are on your wish list or maybe on your dream list. Um, and then on top of that, you get to talk to people about the experiences they've had with, you know, other, you know, nibmeisters or other people working on their pens and, you know, getting to see what that work is like and how that feels on the page. Um, so I got to test out this Pendleton stub nib and it's just, it's so smooth. You know, I might have to try to get, uh, try to have, have to get something like that myself. It was just, I'm starting to get into the stub nibs more and, I was really impressed with how the nib came turned out. I was trying out some of his some of Tom's pens and how smooth they were, thinking, boy, I really need to get some more 
<laughs> so I need to spend some more money to get my my nibs worked on a little bit more. But um, it was a fantastic experience. There was probably, gosh, 15 to 20 people or so. We were there for probably three hours, you know, food and drink and just a real casual meeting. Everyone, you know, just, I kind of got to talk to everyone, got to learn a little bit about everyone and you know, people were asking me questions about, you know, pen addict and, and knock and, and things like that and what all I did and what type of pens did I like and how did I use my pens and things like that. It was just a real, real good conversation um, to have. And uh, it was a blast. And I, I look forward to being able to to do that again. So um, I had a, a great time. So I don't know. I, I know there's groups all over the country and it's very open to new fountain pen users or new pen users in general like there was at least two or three of us there that it was our first meeting and everyone is so nice and they just want to talk to you and learn about you and you know then and you have the one thing in common you know you have these pens in common and that's just a great jumping off point for conversation and um that's what it was all about you know i met a lot of great people and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it it's just a, a group of like-minded individuals Yes, yes, and it was perfect. And Dan, Dan's collection is so gigantic. He actually had like a whole table full of pens he was selling. Like, if like he was at the pen show, I mean, his his uh, the amount of stuff at his house, I, I could I could reel off a whole a whole digital roll of film taking pictures of everything. But uh, I was too busy talking to get too many pictures. But um, it was fun. It was uh, it was an eye opening experience. I really got to. He has a real nice uh, Pelican collection, so I was checking out some of those um, kind of rare and and unseen Pelicans that I ha- I haven't even didn't even know such a thing existed, and actually got to you know hold them and check them out and and take a look at them. It was it was it was fun. It was a good time. I got Pelican envy this weekend. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a problem. That's what happened to me. I had no interest in Pelican pens really at all. And my friend Thomas just happened to send me a couple that, you know, I was I was working, you know, able to review some of his pens and he knew I like all the Japanese pens. And, and so he was sending me a bunch of pilots and sailors and he slid in a couple pelicans and that was that was all I needed. They were uh, they're kind of a different animal. I, they're hard to explain, to be quite honest. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more um, when we we talk about what you did this weekend. I think that we should. This would be the perfect time to take a quick break, though. All right, let's do it. It feels like it's just the right spot, and then we'll talk you got about it. You're the pro. My fun weekend. So let's take a quick moment to thank Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and ten percent off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TallyHo10. Me and Brad love Squarespace. We use them for our personal websites. I use MikeHurley.net as a Squarespace site, and Brad has. Uh, oh, I've just remembered. I need to update my my uh, page on my Squarespace site with my field notes on it. So yeah, remember, yeah, that's it? true. I need to take a picture of my new one as well. I need to do that, so I will do that. I'm getting my field notes out now, so I remember to do that later. So what I'm talking about is both. I don't even know if oh, I did finish saying about the the offer code. I've got so caught up with thinking about my own Squarespace site. 
because <laughs> I love to update it so much. Me and Brad have our own sites. I have MikeHurley.net. He has the Pen Addict and Knockco. We're both on Squarespace. But it's something that we mentioned before. So we both have pages on our sites where we uh, we highlight our um, field notes collection. So we both have pages on there where we take pictures of our field notes and the ones that we have, and then we post them on there. It's really easy to do that. So what I'm going to be doing today, I'll take a picture of my field notes and I will uh, upload it to Dropbox and then I will just drag and drop it from Dropbox right onto the page um, into a little image block and it will format for me and I can add a little caption in which I will do um, and it's, it's just so easy to do like I, I don't need to worry about any nasty stuff it's just drag and drop and I mean if I wanted to create an image gallery out of them I could just point Squarespace to a Dropbox folder and any images I add to that folder just go into a gallery like just little things like that just make it so awesome and easy to use. They have beautiful templates that you can use. They have 24-hour a day, 7-day-a-week support. But you don't need to hear any of this. Just go to Squarespace and try it out for yourself. Go to squarespace.com and sign up for a free trial. You're going to be able to get your hands on all of the features that they have. Um, there's no credit card needed for this for to you know to start the trial with them squarespace plans start at just eight dollars a month it includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year and if you're anything like me and brad and i know that you guys are because you're smart like-minded individuals too um then you're gonna love squarespace just like we do so go check out squarespace use the offer code tallyho10 to get 10 percent off thank you so much to squarespace for their support of the pen addict and all of five by five awesome thank you squarespace so what did you do this weekend? I went to the London Pen Show. Woo! So I'm very happy that I that I did this because I remember last year um, I we were talking about your pen show mm-hmm. or we were talking about a pen show or something like that. And I looked and the, to my memory, if I remember rightly, the show had pretty much just concluded. Like yeah, like, I think that's right. It was like right there within a week or two of when we talked about it. So at that point, I found out when the next one was and I put it in my diary. And a couple of weeks ago, I was going through my diary and I saw that it was coming up. So I made sure that I went. Unfortunately, I didn't get to spend as much time at the show as I had planned to. Um, My sort of day got a bit thrown out of whack. So I I ended up not being able to meet with anyone, which was a shame because I really wanted to do that. But I basically had enough time to go to the show and kind of just get out of there, which ended up being for the best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'll explain that in a bit Pelican Envy, I'll start with that because it's not too much of a of a topic I saw the, uh, I just, I saw some pelicans for the first time fell in love, saw the price tags decided I shouldn't do that <laughs> they're expensive man yeah, that's the wow. I think that's probably what turned me off at first from Pelican, just when you compare that pen price wise to other like pens they're more expensive I mean, and it's kind of not even close. Um, you know, say like, you know, you can get, say like the Lamy 2000. That's a nice classic design, 14 karat gold nib pen. It's about 150-ish or so. And then like the first gold nib Pelican that you can buy is about 250, you know, or 275 or something like that, which the M- M400, I think it's the first gold nib pelican and they start like it yeah like around 250 275 so yeah but go ahead so you you like them you like the style oh love them really really love them 
Yeah, I think that's what got me about the Pelicans is how they feel in the hand. Like the way the barrel is designed and the sections designed and just the complete pack, the total package when you're writing. It's just a very effortless, comfortable, beautiful looking pen. I mean, they're beautiful looking. Um, I purposely didn't pick one up. Oh, man. Yeah, you should. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> you should. You should. You got to. So that way you can compare it. And, you know, you, you don't even have, you know, that can be on the two to three years down the line list. But it'd be, be nice to uh, to know what to experience one. And uh, even I've started to get into the, the steel nib pens, the steel nib pelicans a little bit now. And they're very expensive <laughs> relative. It's I've, I've got a review coming up of the M. 205, which is the steel nib, one of the steel nib. It's considered kind of an entry-level Pelican. And a lot of what I talk about is is that price justification. Because it's way more expensive than like a Twisby, which we recommend all the time. Um, You know, probably twice as expensive. So why should you buy a pen that's twice as expensive when you're going to get such an excellent performance out of something like a Twisby for half the price. So, we'll I'll talk about that. I've got a review coming up. I don't I don't have it I don't have a date yet. It's not finished. But um that's a dilemma I have had with the Pelican. And I, I'd actually kind of like to hear from other people too. I know a lot of people collect Pelicans and you know there is an there is a justification. It's I guess it's you would consider it a premium brand, so they're charging a premium for it. But are you getting the value out of that price? Um, so yeah, that's something I'll talk about later. But I'm totally hijacking your your pin show experience. So let's let's go on. The level of nerdiness <laughs> is a level of nerdiness I have yet to experience in my life. <laughs> and I sent you a text message, and I and I will say what I said. Um, I have stood in San Francisco on the roof of the MacWorld Magazine building, discussing the ergonomics of the PlayStation Four controller with a group of friends. Being at that pen show is the nerdiest I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> but not in a. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just I've never been to something where the enthusiasm is that high and basically it is like being a computer nerd 10 years ago because the average person doesn't care about pens. Like the average person didn't care about computers, so it's nerdiness in its pure form. Not like this nerdiness these days where everyone's a nerd because they own a smartphone. Right. You know? This (laughs) This is a level of nerdiness I had not really experienced before being around people that like just overhearing the conversations some conversations are exactly like the ones that we have every week Mm -hmm. some i couldn't even understand what people are saying right it's a whole different language yeah and i was like wow i really i'm not even near you right (laughs) so Paint paint the picture for me. What give me the the big picture London pin show setup like? Is that, a, not, is that a hotel like ballroom kind of meeting room kind of thing? It, it was like a hotel meeting room. It was mm-hmm. quite. It was much smaller than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like when you tell me about the Atlanta pen show, 
Mm-hmm. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. I imagine like a huge room. I don't know why. Like no. a like a maybe like a gymnasium or something. No. Yeah, so it's probably quite similar then. It was like a hotel conference room. Yeah. You know, and it had mm, like four rows of tables, four or five rows of tables, like two tables deep and then tables around the outside sort of to make a square. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was just enough space like to walk through, to have like two people walking side by side through through there. But it was really busy. Yeah. Yeah, it was really busy. Like it was difficult to move around. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good to see so many people there. Did you have to pay an admission? Yes. Yeah. Because I think that they're, it's probably the same, like they're run by an organization. Right. Like I think this is the London Writing Society or Writing Society of London, something like that, that puts this on. Yeah. And this, yeah, like in Atlanta, I think it's really just a like a promoter. But I mean, he's affiliated with, you know, other, he might do other pin shows. But yeah, I mean, I think he charged $7 or something like that admission. And I don't know if this is bad, and I don't know if like listeners will get upset at me for saying this, but I saw more young people there than I expected. No, why wouldn't anyone get mad? I don't know, because it makes it sound like I'm saying that I was just expecting older people, which I was. Yeah, I was that's expect- good. Like, I was expecting to be the only person of sort of my age group there, but mm-hmm. I saw there was a, a young couple there, and mm-hmm. there was actually a, a girl of my age who was selling. Oh, wow. Um, she didn't really have anything impressive, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was clearly something she was just interested in, like me. And instead of going to buy, she was just going to sell some stuff. Um, but yeah, I found that quite interesting. That is interesting. That's pretty cool. There were so many yeah. pens. <laughs> like there was just like it was it was honestly overwhelmed. I was completely overwhelmed. So like I'm texting yeah. you and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like there is just too much. So, like, I went with two pens in mind. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get a Parker 51 and a Parker Vacumatic. Mm-hmm. I did not even begin to sort of estimate how many of those there would be. Right. The 51, a lot more than the Vacumatic. Every table had a selection of them. So I want to talk about the the 51 for a minute before I talk about what I, what I actually came away with because I didn't buy a 51. Okay. So I'm going around from table to table and I can easily spot what the 51 is. I don't have a lot of um, knowledge of the pen really, but I know it's like it's like the part metal, part plastic body mm. um, and the plastic goes all the way up and covers the nib, mm-hmm. right? Plus, a lot of them are, are nicely labelled and stuff to say that they're fifty ones, and sure. you know, this is our section of fifty ones and stuff. So, um, you know, first I'm just walking around and I'm just making note of of maybe some of the colours that I like. Um, uh, maybe just looking, not really um, paying too much attention, but doing what you told me to do, which is to walk around and look at every single table first. Mm-hmm. So I did that, um, which I was actually glad that I did for the things that I ended up buying. If I would have just bought straight away, I would have blown my budget on the first two tables and that would have been it. <laughs> um, so I went around and I took a look and I was like looking and be like, okay, so I made some mental notes like that table had a good selection, that table had a good selection. Um, and then then I started to like, so once I've, once I sort of picked out the tables that I knew had good 51s on, I went and, and Picked up some of the ones that I like the look of, like that they weren't too beaten up, 
Um, they looked relatively good condition. Um, and the colours, and I like the colours of them as well. So then I started taking the caps off and just looking at the nib, you know, like just bringing it close to my eye and, and you know, if I'd see any that had gunk in them, I'd just put them straight back down again. Right. Um, because I figured they're not being clearly not being taken care of. Not like if they'd been used today, but if you could tell that they've not been cleaned very well. Right. I was like, well, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna entertain this because if it's not been looked after, if it's secondhand and it's this old, I, I want it to be as good as well looked after as possible. Right. That was my thinking anyway. Right. No. Some of these good, are good thinking. Quite expensive. You know, some of the good looking ones are like fifty, sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and like considering how common they are and were, I should be able to find one for a good deal. But I'm going from table to table and I'm looking at them and I'm like, these are everywhere. And I feel like I don't know enough of what I'm looking for with this pen. With the Parker Vacuumatic, there was a lot of them, but they weren't on every table. And there were varying, wildly varying levels of upkeep. But the 51 had quite a uniform... Um, like, all of them looked okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> also, at this point, I hadn't worked out the etiquette for for trying them. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, how... What do I do here? Because like I'd only seen at this point, so this is like a little while in, I hadn't really seen anyone using pens, which was strange to me. I was expecting to see people all sitting down and using them. The most that I'd seen was a guy with another 51, and he was just running it across a piece of paper without any ink. And I'm like, what is the etiquette here? I have no idea if I can use these pens. Right. So then I'm I'm like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go look for a vacuumatic. So I started looking around, and I found, again I found a couple of tables. Again, that there was, um, there wasn't so many of them, but there were many different styles, like different sort of barrel sizes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so some were larger than what I expected. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, as- yeah. There's a few. Dif- there's a few different um, links. I forget the exact names of them, but uh, yes, there are. They'll they'll look the same, but then they they vary in the overall length of the pen and diameter so i wasn't really too sure uh what to do in that regard so because you know i'm like looking at them and i'm like you know what sort of size do i want and then i as i'm looking around i end up coming to a right okay this is the sort of the price range that i want this looks like the one that brad has Mm -hmm. size wise um so i'm gonna go with that you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for for ones in this range, and then again, like as I'm looking around, prices varying diff- wildly, which is it makes it difficult because you don't really know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal, and also I'm like unconfident with the haggling, sure as well. I'm not you know I'm not I've never I've never haggled before, right? Um, so I'm like, well, I don't really know what to do. In, in this instance, like, do I say, okay, I'll give you $10 for this? Like, I, I've literally no idea what to do. Right. Um, so, I'm going around and I come up to this one table and there's some people buying at that table. 
And I'd already decided that I was going to buy a, a, a vacuum attic from this table because mm-hmm. they had, they were pretty well priced, but they looked in really good condition. So I was like, right, this is the table that I will get one from. And luckily, as I walked over, there was people buying something at that table. So I was like, right, I'm going to just look at these pens, but I'm just going to see what these people are doing too. One of them then asks if he can try it. So the guy, like the vendor, he um, he breaks open like a bottle of ink. Um, and I'm like, great, this is what I need. So then like the guy just dips the, the pen in the ink and just uses it. Right. So I'm like, obviously, as you're saying, now, that's the way it's done, I assume. You, a lot. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Because you probably don't want to fill the pens up. I don't know. That makes sense to me. Um, so I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, right. And then I find the one I want. And it's the same colors that you have. Mm-hmm. That was the one I wanted. So um, it was a sort of a, like a black vacuumatic body with the silver flecks in it. Yep. And I actually was lucky when I was looking... There was a guy who was talking to his wife, I assume it was his wife, about the vacuumatic. So, and he's like, oh, you know, these ones look nice. And he's talking to her a bit about the history. Mm. And he's like, oh, you know, look at it. And he said something that I really like. He's like, look, if you look at this, it looks like a, the lights in a skyscraper. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was like, that's a really nice. And he was saying, you know, this one's a bit more expensive because it's this sort of body. And like he was paying a lot of attention on this table and he clearly knew what he was talking about so mm-hmm. i was like right i've made the right choice good um because also it was well like one of the main things to, that i was looking at is the the sort of the silver like the chrome on them the silver yes. and the gold they had a real mix of looking okay to looking terrible sure so take i find the one that i want and see how much it costs i was happy with the price um tried it out fell in love and I own one. Awesome. So you're happy with the pen? You've been using it? I've only used it a little bit, and I'll explain mm-hmm. why in a minute. Um, sure. It doesn't seem to take much ink in. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I mean, I've only got the one to experience uh, with. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it mine seems to take in a decent amount, but um, it's not a ton. No, it's not as much as some of my other fountain pens. And I think mm-hmm. it's because it's got that weird sort of like... I don't even know what you call it, the filling mechanism. Vacuumatic. Okay, <laughs> but it's like the, like you push the button down, yeah, and then it sucks it up. Yep. Um, talking about vacuumatic, um, I I saw a uh, Vac Seven Hundred. It used to be Vac Seven Hundred. Sure. Yeah. They are huge. It's a yeah. Like, I, it's it's too big. <laughs> I'm pleased that I saw it. I mean, I always thought that anyway, but they are huge. Yeah, it's a good looking pen, but it's a little big. So one of the interesting things about the the vacuumatic well, i'm really pleased with it it's, it's in really good condition you know i was just looking it up and i was like this pen was made like potentially between like 1935 and 1955 mm-hmm. and i can't believe how well it works yeah it's clearly old um like i've had it i've been carrying it around with my other purchase in my Doan uh leather case for the last few days yeah mm-hmm. and it's like showing like uh, quite a bit of ink on the nib, you know. Okay. So it's, sure. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say leaking, but as it's being like thrown around and stuff, it's not dealing with that as well as newer fountain pens. Yeah, that so makes sense. I don't know if that's an age thing, but I figure you know. 
Probably so. As as things get older, they have more uh, trouble retaining liquid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Wop <laughs> wah. Uh, so, I'm walking around, and every it seems to be on the whole with independent vendors. But then I come across the writing desk. Now we've mentioned them in the past. They are a UK-based uh, company that sell like Colt pens, jet pens. They have a, a table. I was like, great. So I had a had a quick look. Um, so I was sort of like, oh, I was just scanning around. I was like, oh, they've got some, uh, they've got some uh, Iroshizuka inks. Um, I'll take a look at those later. I thought to myself, you know, I'll probably come back. I'll buy I'll buy myself a nice a nice color, maybe a nice Iroshizuka of some kind. Um, I'm like, oh, look, they've got some Twisbees there. That's kind of cool. A, and I'm like oh, listening in on a guy talking about a Twisbee to, to one of the guys at the writing desk. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are, these are nice. And then I stop dead. So they have a wooden box. It has inside it a selection of Edisons. <laughs> trouble, trouble, uh, trouble. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I, it's like I don't, I, what am I going to do? <laughs> So they had um, had a couple of Edison Collier. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple of Edison Beaumont and Edison Perlet as well. So I've, I've put a link in the show notes to the writing desk, the actual company. They've got they've got images of all of them. And I'm like, oh my god, how much are these <laughs> going to be? So I like I walk up to them, I look at them. And I'm like, how much are these? It's like they're 115 pounds. I was like, okay. That will take me slightly over my budget, but I really wasn't expecting this. Right. Like it didn't even enter my mind. Because, <laughs> you know, I've spoken on the show about how much I love the way that these things look. And then the guy at, at the writing desk quickly pointed out that that was sort of steel nib. Right. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I'd assumed that it wasn't £115 <laughs> for the gold nib. I didn't yeah. say that to him, but, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, yes, sure. So I was like, okay, I want to try the pearlette. Um, and he gives it to me. I pick it up. And I'm struck by the beauty of it. Um, I tried an indigo one, the nice, nice dark blue one, which I believe is what you own. It is. Um, and I was like, okay. This is, this is nice. Um, I I like this a lot. So, um, like the weight is. I mean, I actually went back and read your review on it, and you mm-hmm. said that the weight sort of surprised you. Didn't really for me. I don't know why. Like it's light, but it wasn't so much where I was like, oh wow, okay. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um. So I, you know, I was like, this is this is nice and. Took it up, took the, the the cap off. I found it comfortable to hold, and I tried it out with a fine nib, and I was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> so um, we were, you know, he was. We were just talking about it for a bit, and he was like, "Do you want to try any other nib?" And I was like, "No, no, it's fine." So he put it in the box, um, and then I was like, "I want to get an ink as well." So I went over and spoke to. Uh, the lady at the desk. I, I assumed, whether right or wrong, that they were a family because there was a mm-hmm. child with them as well, um, which I liked that. I thought that was quite nice. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, You'll see that a lot at, at pen shows. Yeah. There's actually on there about us. Oh, yeah, it's Anna and Martin Roberts. I was talking to Martin. Um, they've got a picture of them at the London Writing Equipment Show 2009 on their about page. So that that was what I was at. The okay. Writing Equipment Society. That's the, 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 the institution that sets up these things. Nice. So um, I went and took a look at the samples like they had like a, a piece of paper with um, different colors of Hiroshi Zuku inks on it mm. um, and I was like okay oh these look you know I was like obviously know that these look nice and stuff and I was like let me see what ones I want to get and I went with um, the Fuyugaki okay. I'm going to say which color is that I don't that one off the top of my head it's orange orange oh nice yeah really bright orange too Oh, cool. Oh, they have the Pelican Highlighter ink for sale. Interesting. Still need, I still need to try mine. I, I got mine, my Pelican with the highlighter ink. I know. I haven't, I haven't had time to ink it up yet. I really want to hear you talk about that. Yeah, I definitely will. We've completely gone off course. course. This is just as I'm looking through their website to uh, <laughs> to find the Hiroshi Suku. Uh, yeah, it's like... It's the bright orange. They have like a they have a a, a lighter orange called the Yuyake. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm saying these terrible, terrible, oh, terribly nice. wrong. But I've got the Fuyugaki. Oh, it's just the worst. So then he's packaging it up for me, and I'm paying. And I'm like, ah, I would regret this. I said I would regret this if I didn't try. I was like, can I just try it with the medium? Mm-hmm. And I've got a medium. Nice. <laughs> the fine was really nice, but the medium mm-hmm. is is really special. I am in love. I am in love with this pen. I am in love with it. It's a great pen. I mean, there's no, I was trying to think of any adjectives to put with it, but there's, it's, it's, it's a great pen. I mean, I actually took that to the meeting on Sunday and a couple people looked at it and just, you know, feeling it, writing with it, um, Using it, writing with it, they commented on just how well it fit their hand and how just how nice it was. It's a fantastic, fantastic pen, um, the Perlette. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually stunned I, that you that you got one and that I mean, not I don't know. Like you said, it wasn't on my radar for you um, necessarily at the pen show. I knew you were going. I wouldn't say, you know, I didn't even think to say, you know, check and see if anyone's got any Edisons for you to try out, and. Um, that that's kind of what happened to me too. Once I started trying them, I realized how how well made they are and how good they feel, and uh, how good they look. I mean, that's a awesome looking. It's not it's not just a good functioning pen. It's a killer looking pen. And this orange ink, oh yeah, yeah. I'm have you got get this that color? Now. I'm gonna put that on the list. Yeah, you need it. You're gonna love it. Yeah. I'm very. I, I, it's it. always been on the short list, and I've just got so many inks. I just I need to go through. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get it now. So I've got the Compeki and the Vacuumatic and the Fuyugaki and the uh, Pelican. And, nice. And, not Pelican, in the Edison. Um, and I'm enjoying it a lot. It's the only pen that I've used this week. Also because I, well, not because, but I snapped the clip off of my um, uh, Fisher Space Pen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I just put it in my pocket and it just snapped off. I was like, hmm, need to buy oh, a new one. good. Yeah. Um, obviously, a medium fountain pen does not serve the field notes very well, but I love this pen so sure. much, I'm like, screw it. I'll just use one page. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> you know, and it's like I I love this pen so much. I don't I don't care. It, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm trying to think like what I love Twisbees, right? But yeah, I really love this. Yeah, it's I really different. Do. I mean, it's it's a completely different feel, so, completely different look. Um, I don't know. I I love that pen. It's awesome. Oh, what I was going to tell you about the nib, you know, is like you probably saw from the the people at the writing desk. You can swap nibs. I mean, you can order a different nib, you know, for probably. I mean, it's like twenty twenty five dollars or so. Yeah. And if you wanted, you know, like a, you know, have like an extra fine or a broad, you could have an extra nib laying around if, you know, if you were so inclined. I might do that. Like he actually did swap the nib in front mm-hmm. of me. That was how. Yeah, it's 20, yep. twenty pounds from their website, which is pretty pretty good. Yeah, so just saying, I've got, got, I've got uh, a couple of pins. Like my Twisby five eighty, I have a one point one stub, and I have an extra fine nib. That I mean, it's like two. I actually had a note to talk about this on one episode. How that's two completely different pins in the same pin barrel. So yeah, they they do. Topic got, for they've, another got, day. they've got stub nibs for sale. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, that's that. I'm really, really happy. Um, I'm so I'm proud of you for going. It's it's nerve wracking. I know it is. You know, having done it for my first time and not feeling like I was very experienced in just the whole, just the thing as a whole, the show as a whole. Um, it's nerve wracking. I'm gonna take more money next year. Huh? I'm gonna take more money next year. Yeah. That, uh, actually, I did that too. I only I didn't take very much the first year I went, and then by the second year I went, I had saved up a lot more money, and I was I was better off, and I was able to spend more time, you know, spend more hours there going through everything. Whereas the first year I went, I was kind of like you. I was like, you know, done in an hour. I was like, I've I've got no money left. <laughs> so, but cool. That sounds awesome. I'm excited. So that's I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we got it. We had. Uh, we had some new experiences this weekend, and uh, it was it was good to talk about. It was a uh, it was a great weekend. Yeah, very much so. A great pen weekend. Yep, and I'm sure we'll be uh, referring back to this these days more as as we go on. And uh, but yeah, it's uh, very cool, very cool. Learned a lot this weekend. That's good. Always good. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to catch up with us, you can do so in the following ways. Um, Brad is over at penaddict.com and knockco.com. And you want to definitely want to go to both of those places. Um, And he is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next week for another episode of the... Whoop. Excuse me. We'll be back (laughs) next week for another episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.